Before I get into the intro, before we get into the podcast, uh, Everett and I, we obviously have to cover the most groundbreaking topic over the weekend, probably some of the, the craziest news, um, at least that I've personally heard. Uh, it might be what, the biggest blockbuster news of the century. Exactly. What were your opinions to the uh, Sydney Sweeney leaked picture of her family um, wearing um, a certain apparel? Certain apparel. Not going to lie, I didn't get too much into that. You didn't? No, I didn't. I saw it and I was like, I, I spent my entire weekend just oh. diving into it. I actually didn't oh. watch football. Everything I said last episode about like Nebraska, and all that shit. I just watched the highlights to figure it out. I, I didn't watch the game live. So did you have the I was just spider web sitting on Twitter, today? the meme of like the, the 80 inch monitor of just all the Sydney Sweeney time. That was me. That was me. You have, you have her 72 hours. You have like all the spider with like the picture with the yarn going to the other picture, the yarn going to the other picture, like the spider. Oh yeah, exactly. No, no, like literally that's the only thing I could think about this weekend, Sydney Sweeney. Um, so you don't have any opinions on that? No, I honestly had no idea what was going on until so like, like for me personally, I think um I think that she should in most situations, um, this person should be canceled, but um, because Sydney Sweezy has a massive set. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Water Boy Podcast today. Episode number 44. Um, if my Spanish is correct, that's Quattro Quattro. Yeah. I have you no took idea. Spanish, not me. You definitely took Spanish. I took one Chinese, point. bro. Yeah, you took. Yeah, you, you, took, you took the language of my homeland yeah, and right. i do not know shit in chinese yeah. i know ni hao um, gung hei fat choy um that's not that's not gung hei fat choy is uh what that. did you speak mandarin or cantonese Man, mandarin my parents grandparents speak cantonese ah yeah no i took chinese because it was the only class in sixth grade that had yoga balls in it the next year they I'm probably about to be fact checked about that they, they probably that that was probably gung what how do you say happy new year that in chinese gung hey uh, fat choy is like oh um it's something shin yen i don't know whatever I, i'm almost maybe it's different version of chinese shin yen kuala. it's shin yen kuala. that's what it whatever means. okay we're probably cutting all this shit out okay we got a lot on the menu today. I, last couple episodes, literally a week ago right now, I was like, I'm going to be honest, guys. There's actually not a lot uh, on the list. There's a lot on the list today. There's, there's a lot on the list. At the same time. At the same time, there's also not a lot. But I, I have an extended segment, which may or may not put Everett to sleep, but hopefully it doesn't put you to sleep. That's all that matters. If I put Everett to sleep, I don't care. If I put you to sleep, then we have an issue. Uh, contact me, DM me. Uh, email in bio, l- let me know, uh, comments on the podcast. But we got a lot on the menu today. We got some boxing news. We're about to drop some celebrity boxing news. I got one thing on soccer and the meat of this shit's all about to be football. All right, football season. Week zero is here. Week one is coming up this oh, week. Week zero has passed. NFL is one. 10 days away. That, that's what I'm saying. Week zero done. We're, on, we're previewing week one. That is coming up. Week one NFL is in 10 days from now, I think. I think it's 10 days from now. Is that, or, yeah, it will be nine days if it's on that Thursday. Pretty sure. 
think my math's right, or I'm stupid. Yeah. One or the other. Probably both. Uh, probably both. Uh, but yeah, got got a lot of the menu. Uh, maybe we maybe we cover MLB. Maybe I'm wearing a Randy Johnson Diamondbacks jersey today. Kind of thought uh, the black looks good in me. Uh, I saw a rumor that if you wear black, you look like much thinner and skinnier. So if you guys noticed that, I didn't do anything. I'm just wearing a black shirt. So you think I look I better? Thank you, but it's it's the days. outfit. Sweating out in the gym last five days, 24-7. I mean, I, I go to the gym uh, actually 12 days a week, but uh, – you know me. Uh, I, I took a day off today. I I had a lot to think about for this podcast, but okay, let's dive into uh, some boxing news, Everett. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like I maybe could have queued you up better. Uh, so there's a celebrity influencer uh, in the media making waves. Uh, you know, yeah. there's a celebrity boxing match over the weekend. We didn't go over it. KSI, he actually beat two didn't Deji two win a fighters fight in a night. Deji, Deji, Deji kind of whooped Fousey Tube, uh, Tube's ass. Like, yeah. I was watching with my roommate. My roommate's sitting there, and he's just like, oh, shit. I, I, think, I think Deji's, like, about to fight. It was, like, noon on Saturday. There was nothing going on for, for me at that point uh, other than uh, oh, Scott God. Frost choking. But yeah. – uh, that was so bad. I was yeah. like, I need something um, else to watch. So, so it is everyday bro with that Disney channel flow. Jake Paul will be taking on Anderson Silva uh, in an upcoming boxing match. Damn. Uh, I didn't Anderson know Silva. you were on that team 10 fire. I didn't uh, know we were I, br- throwing it back. Uh, we always, I was just, I'm not going to lie. I'm not gonna, literally, literally like 40 minutes ago, I was talking to my girlfriend about it because she had never heard of it before. I don't know how it came up, but. Yeah, it's just in my head. There's no way that she did not know. She had no idea. She's from fucking Connecticut. That's like, that's like the central haven of like news fucking viral shit. Like all those kids get that shit. There's no way. She didn't. If you got that in Minnesota, there's no way she didn't get that. No, uh, thank you, Brian, for getting that stuck in my head, playing it on repeat because you thought it was the coolest thing ever that summer. It was not. Anyways, uh, Anderson Silva. You don't need Silva. to give Brian any more time on this podcast. Anderson we've mentioned Silva. him twice. That's two times too many. Go on. Anderson Silva's going to whoop Jake Paul's ass. You actually think so? I mean, look, I understand that it is boxing, and that's not Silva's, like, forte, but he's 3-1 and one when it comes to boxing, and I think that – Is like, he actually? Yeah, Did you look up his stats? No, but that's what I was told, and I trust my source. So uh, – okay. Always be trusting your Keep going, keep going. Keep but going. I, like, look, Jake Paul could could feasibly win this fight. I'm not going to say he can't. Like, he is he is actually a bona fide. Like, he's a good boxer. But I, I just think that it's the kind of a similar thing with Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather because Conor McGregor being all cocky, he's like, I'm going to I'm gonna beat him, all this stuff. I mean, Floyd Floyd won. And I think that it's just going to be that kind of, like... Wait, wait, what, what about Floyd? When Conor McGregor fought Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor was all cocky going into it, that kind of thing. Like he had hadn't really been checked to that point. Floyd, Floyd Mayweather was the one who checked him, and I think that's kind of the similar spot that Jake Paul. Well, also, no one actually thought Conor was going to win that fight. No one actually thought that. Like Jake Paul's a good boxer, but also we're talking about Anderson Silva. Like I know that it's boxing, but it's still Anderson Silva. 
So um, I think you just gave one of the least educated takes on this podcast. Jake Paul, this is the thing. Hey man, Jake Paul has actually knocked out literally fucking everybody's face so far. Um, I actually don't think it's a question of if Jake Paul will knock him out. I think it's a question when will he. I, just, I, I, I actually think Jake Paul knockout. I'm not sure if this is like, I think this is an official, I think this is an official. It is. Yeah. If KSI just made his boxing like debut. Yeah. It's definitely an official. Well, like, so here, here's, okay. here's the thing. He's, he's this, actually going to knock his ahead. fucking ass out. Like literally drop yeah. Anderson Silva and I'm going to be embarrassed for Anderson Silva. Literally my hero. When I gone to the UFC in like 2011, he was the king you like, just, like can't and I watched his downfall. So sad. He's 47. Anderson's okay. This is gonna Anderson's be over fast. 47. Anderson Silva is 47 oh. years old. Okay. This uh, is actually gonna be like I'm this is actually facts. gonna be brutal. But like, like this is gonna be brutal. Here's my one thing is you just can't cheer for Jake Paul. Not in this fight, at least. One fat like I'm not like cheering for, but it's just like, dude, gonna, Jake I mean, Paul will he win? is free I, I money. Spent, I'm not I a spent, betting right. man. But Jake Paul I, is free money. Correct with my previous He's statement. Like actually, I mean, ahead. Jake Paul will probably win. I'll I'll take back my previous sentence. I resend that. But <laughs> I, you just can't cheer. Like it's Anderson Silva, and also you just can't cheer for Jake Paul. Will Anderson Silva win? I'm just saying, Jake Paul knocked Tyron Woodley out twice. And Tyron Woodley is 10 years younger than Anderson Silva and was also a UFC champion like Anderson Silva. I just want to see Jake Paul fight an actual, like, crime fighter. Like, do you think that they could get... I I think, well, I think this is the thing. Before Jake Paul, like, starts fighting real fighters, I actually, Loki, don't think he ever will because I think he will make less money fighting real fighters. Uh, I think the next fight, I don't think, I don't think it'll necessarily happen like in 2023 this year. I think Jake Paul wants to set up the KSI fight, but like beef it up for like a year and a half and like really beef it up because that fight will just do fat money. But also like, he's just got to fight more UFC guys. Cause like the thing is, and the one thing like I, I under, I'll, I'll take his point on. If you look at other like fighters, they literally are fighting no-name dudes who are 1-30, in 30 so, and they just so destroy them. Like Tyson and Tommy Fury. Like, he's – like, Jake Paul would literally destroy Tommy Fury. Like, actually so here's, destroy – Tommy Fury's bitch out of the fight, like, three times. I have – no, I have three fighters in question that I'm going to ask you if you think Jake Paul could face. I, I think Jake Paul would beat a lot of people right now. Okay. Well, one, one uh, Barstool's own Patty the Batty. I, I, oh yeah, he's 50 pounds heavier than Patty Patty. I just think that it'd be, <laughs> it'd be a funny fight to watch. Though. He's like, 50 pounds heavier. It'd be a funny fight to watch. Uh, Tyson Fury. Tyson, fuck no, dude. And they're not even similar weight classes. That can never No, happen. I know, but I mean, Jake, I don't really know if Jake Paul cares much about actually. Dude, Tyson, no, he would never, Tyson Fury would never fight him. And Khabib, that was the other one that I was thinking. I'm thinking. I'm just thinking about boxers. Khabib in a boxing, Jake Paul probably with his ass. In a boxing match, Khabib's okay. worst trait is boxing. I didn't he's really so good at wrestling that he doesn't need to box. That's why he's fucking so goaded. 
puts you on the ground and you can't move. There. Dude, no, no, no. Like, could be like I always thought like striking was like the goat shit. Like when McGregor was getting hot, like John Jones shit. It is all about the fucking clinch, like ground game. Like I, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but like wrestling wins. You like if you're the goaded wrestler, you're destroyed. You think like they don't know what you're UFC talking about? UFC is all things. You know, like that's the one thing like Joe Rogan talks about. It's like you can't just be a boxer and expect to dominate the US. Like there's so much shit involved. Yeah, you think you don't know what you're talking about. Look at look at me over here. I don't know what, what's going well, on. Yeah, but like like that's why like Floyd Mayweather would never fucking fight Conor McGregor in MMA. One head kick move. He doesn't know how to fucking block that shit. I don't know, like, <laughs> that's what's, like, you know, but okay, I think I think we gave the UFC talk talking enough time. time. Yeah, Jake, okay. Jake Paul. Uh, yeah, I think I think Jake Paul's actually gonna smash Anderson Silva. It's Anderson Silva's forty-seven. Jake Paul's twenty-five. Okay. Uh, next, uh, Chelsea, Chelsea Football Club. They are not letting Christian Pulisic leave on loan. He was rumored to go to Man U on loan. That's uh, I, I don't think that would have ended up happening after they just signed this Brazilian winger for a hundred million. Uh, but. Chelsea, they're not letting uh, Pulisic leave so he can get regular playing time before the World Cup. And I think this is a conspiracy. I think Gareth, South, uh, Gareth Southgate, the manager of the English uh, soccer team, is just in Thomas Tuchel's ear uh, and just telling him, you cannot transfer Chelsea or you cannot transfer Pulisic. You need to keep him on your team so he does get playing time. We got to play USA on Black Friday in the World Cup. So don't don't let Pulisic be ready for that game. I want Pulisic to be cold for that game. So that's my conspiracy theory. Uh, theory. That's what I got. I mean, it's always the Brit. The Brits are always trying to to find a sneaky way to to one up the U.S. No, yeah, I mean they they gotta do they gotta do sneaky tactics to beat us. So hey, I'm, expect? I mean, yeah. What can you expect? But all right, uh, let's get on to uh, let's get on some NFL. All right. So I'll open this off. I'll kick, I'll kick us off. Um, Aaron Rodgers on uh, the only podcast in the nation that is rated higher above us, uh, the Joe Rogan podcast. Yep. We're number uh, two. Joe's one. Got to tip the cap. Respect. Uh, understandable. Yeah. So somehow they beat us out. I, I don't know. I don't know how that happened. But yeah. When you consider uh, the longevity of our pod compared to the lack of time when they started theirs, yeah. it's crazy. But um, but Aaron Rodgers, uh, on the Joe Rogan podcast, oh my God, on the Joe Rogan podcast, it is late, but go on, stated that, uh, he played a full NFL game on Percocet. Now, I don't know if, if, uh, if, if you've ever been on Percocet, I have personally no. They, like they'll give it to you sometimes you like break something or like after surgery or whatnot just depends depends where you are in line me you're the drug guy on the show so uh yeah yeah um but it, it's i mean i i've never taken it so i don't necessarily know the adverse effects of it and i haven't done research on it specifically i probably should have done that but um it it it's it does psychotic things uh to to your brain and that's probably not great for for NFL games. So the uh... well, any, in my opinion, regardless, uh, as Big Cat uh, Big Cat said, uh, we should just put Aaron Rodgers in prison now. He just admitted to doing a federal crime. 
during his profession, if he wasn't an NFL player and he was on perks at work, they would be fired. Why are we treating Aaron Rodgers differently? He should be in prison. Yeah, so so the game that he uh, he had perks sets on has been identified as uh, week oh, one. Week one of the against 2018 the game against the Bears where he went out and everybody thought that he was done, like tore his stuff, like out. He came back. Um, that yeah, would so that make a lot of sense. And then they came back and, came back and everybody was like, what the hell? Because he was on perks. Maybe, maybe perks are a PED based on that. I'm not going to lie. Did you ever think about that ever? Did you ever think about that? Did you consider that? If people knew the amount of illicit drugs that teams pump players with in order to keep them playing during games. Well, which drugs are these? I'm, I'm unaware. What drugs are these? I'm, it's very, I mean, I don't know what the NFL does. I, I don't know what, like, but. Just going from word of mouth. I just know NFL teams like they they give their players I know, a I'm lot of drugs. But no, no, I, I like also no, people no, like forget, people forget that. I mean, if, yeah, if, if you got to look at some of the NFL players like Ray Lewis, your tummy wasn't on steroids. Get the look, fuck out of here. Look, horse tranquilizers. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, those dudes were literally crazy. And like early two thousands, like when you see pictures of those guys, like. Like Brian Erlacher had to have been on roids. Like, I'm sorry. Like, like some of those guys had, like, some of those dudes are literally mass, like fucking massive. And they're like six foot. You know what? <laughs> you know what is like truly amazing though? That James Harrison, like, I know that that dude was not on roids. Like, he's just massive for being massive. I don't know. This might be media bait from you just seeing those workout videos so you assume he isn't. Is. Like, I'm not trying to burst your bubble of Jay hair like that, but like, that's the thing. Like, y- you never know. Like, I-, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these guys, I wouldn't be surprised there was a secret steroid that. I mean, no. Maybe the NFL actually there. approved and told them, like, hey, no, literally. I'm testing for this. Use this. Literally, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going way off. You can take certain substances and they'll be out of your system by the time they test. And that, that way they're passable. Like the NFL can't do anything if it's out of your system. So there are certain substances. Oh my God. Substances that, um, are used that will be out of your system. Also, by the way, people forget that, the Chargers doctor literally stabbed Tyrod Taylor, and that's why Justin Herbert is playing right now. I really want to go on record saying that, e- even though at the time it was like, "What the fuck? Who? What did what? this guy do? like?" It's holy like five minutes f- before the game starts, this guy literally. I still to this day don't know how you could possibly puncture a lung. I whatever. I feel like you wouldn't need to give a shot. In, in any type of area, like in your fucking, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I, I don't know. I haven't had many shots in my life. I don't know. Well, uh, I'm just going to shut fully up. Vaccinated. But I'm just saying, like, in retrospect, that doctor punch, uh, puncturing Tyrod Taylor's lung might be the greatest thing to ever happen in Chargers franchise history. Dude, you know Literally what? Literally ever. <laughs> did, did, the, did the Chargers doctor have Justin Herbert for rookie of the year? And he just wanted to solidify it. I, I really don't know, but like I'm I'm really being honest here. Like that might 
be the greatest Dude, they should non-player coach like maybe the greatest move that a trainer could do to impact a franchise they, ever in the history of the they, nfl they should erect a statue of the chargers trainer and like obviously obviously thank god tyrod taylor's okay like we're not like happy he got hurt but it's just no. set, uh, like in retrospect like tyrod taylor's fine at the end of the day it's not like it's obviously a shame, but it's not that bad. But like, that was the greatest lung puncture in the history of the NFL. In the history of the NFL, the the most beneficial lung puncture it, this ever for be, a franchise. This might be the first time though in recent. Like that trainer that... should arguably get a raise for, for what for Jesus. what he or she did. Uh, the franchise this might be like the first. Look at the Chargers. Now. This literally might be the first time since. Uh, Tom Brady overtook. Actually, I guess Dak Prescott with Tony Romo did the same thing. But I guess it's the first time since then that there's been a quarterback like Justin Herbert come out of and take over for a quarterback that was injured and then just keep the job all the way through. Yeah. Okay, I was, I was thinking I was going to get more of a response from that. Uh, say, say it one more time. Let me think about that again. I, I'll be honest. I was reading something. I didn't quite take that in. Justin <laughs> Herbert overtaking Tyrod Taylor due to his punctured lung. Yeah. Like the the first time since, I guess, Tom Brady and then I guess Dak Prescott with Tom, Tony Romo that a quarterback has done prolifically well after replacing a injured former injured starter. So Tom Brady yeah. with Drew Bledsoe, Dak Prescott, Tony Romo. Yeah, I, I, it's not. I feel like it's so rare to see rookies come in replacing a veteran guy and like actually like succeed. Like, I mean, Brady like literally won a fucking bowl like his first year. So well, I mean, it was like, his second year. Was it? I thought that was the first year starting though. That was his first year starting, but that was his second year in the league. So you could say Justin Herbert's even more impressive than Brady because he came in his rookie year and started. And I know they didn't win a Super Bowl, but like, hey, the, uh, the Patriots side. were better than the Chargers. If Herbert was on the Patriots, they would have gone sixteen and zero. <laughs> Imagine hottest take of all time. If Justin Herbert was just born in Tom Brady's time, just like was Tom Brady, but it was Justin Herbert. Oh, the Patriots would have 15 rings. <laughs> I'm very okay. tempted to clip that. I, no, fuck it, clip that, I don't care. I, this is what I'm saying, though. Like, I, I'm obviously kidding there, but on a serious, on a very serious subject. So a couple weeks ago, we were talking about how Justin Jefferson, when it's time for, uh, when his contract's up and it's uh, time for him to resign, he will most likely be the highest paid wide receiver of all time when he resigns that extension. When Justin Herbert's up for contract, he's about to sign the largest contract in NFL history. Based on salary cap, he's a free agent in three years, okay? I don't want to know how large the salary cap is going to be in three years. Holy shit. I, I do not want to know. would have been without COVID, too. No, I know. I, I know. I know. But, like, in three years from now, I don't want to know how – I don't want to know how large the salary cap is going to be. So, when Justin Herbert's a free agent – Burrow also, they'll be the same. They were the same year, right? Burrow one, so, Herbert three, 
five. Uh, Herbert, like Herbert was like fucking. Tua went before. No, yeah, thirty. Lower some shit. I, I don't. I don't like, know. He was what the top ten. He was still in the top ten. He was like he was like eight or something. Something seven. Was he? Because Tua, I remember going through this draft with you. Tua, I, I, my draft. Oh damn! Justin Herbert went six. My draft like, said Herbert dropped. Herbert to the Dolphins at three, and then, I mean, I'm a lifelong Chargers fan. I, I don't really look at the draft numbers like that. I, I, I look at the results on the field. Uh, that, that's all that matters to me. So, uh, no, but honestly though, I, I think when Justin or uh, Justin Herbert, his uh contracts up he will sign the what, largest the contract thing, in nfl history the one thing that just blows about that is with all these quarterbacks signing such big deals like it's kind of no it guts the team the chargers though they have a three-year window and like they know that with how it's set up i'm yeah, they're making the thing they're making the chargers they have a three-year window right now this season next season the season after that's when they have like bosa mac jc jackson like Corey lindsley like herbert like yeah. Herbert on his rookie deal still also like keep my flexibility, but like I'm literally thinking about it as a uh, rookie contract, Justin Herbert chargers and second contract, Justin Herbert chargers. They're going to be two different teams. Kind of how we're seeing with the chiefs. Now the chief just had to get rid of a uh, Tyreek Hill. You, you know, know I'm starting to realize they're going to have to dump that. off pieces to, to over, keep their over the entire span of Tom Brady's career with the Patriots. Every single time he's up for a contract extension, he took a team friendly deal and people wonder why the Patriots were so good for so long. It's because no, shout out to Tom. And this is the thing. A lot they of didn't people have a quarterback that was taking up three fourths of the cap space. Like they were able to get stuff. Like obviously his receivers weren't like always the greatest, no, 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 no. For, forget that. You're missing, you're missing the main point here. A lot of people would say like, well, he's literally married to a billionaire model. The money he makes is literally a fraction of like their, their like total income. But still, it's very difficult to tell a man, leave 10, 15, 20 million dollars on the table to help your brothers and team. Like, not many people also, would do that. Keep in mind, not, not many people would he's do getting that. more lucrative offers in probably areas that Giselle would rather live in. Oh yeah, I I mean like, like when we when he was up for free agency, like I bet Miami, like I I don't know what his contract was. The Bucks, I know he's getting. I know. Oh no, Miami was in Bucks there. Now. We, but I'm saying like they were throwing him fat bags. Like we don't care about the money. Like we want. You. Yeah. Also, just like, could you imagine Tyreek Waddle, Miami with Brady? That almost happened this if year. If Brady can John, dink and John, dive with remember, fast dudes who could just go. Remember, it's uh, literally Julian Edelman on crack. It's literally like you, you could just give it instead of Julian Edelman, you have a guy who runs a 4 2. Like, just, just remember that the Miami Dolphins were tampering trying to get Sean Payton with Tom Brady. Also, I I just <laughs> I was hearing something kind of funny like, uh, uh, Jer- Jerry Jones, Cowboys owner, he's just like has Sean Payton on all the Jets with him, just waiting for Mike McCarthy to have like one bad loss to fire and be like Sean Payton's our new head coach, like in week four. <laughs> Sean Payton's obviously going to coach again. Like he's off. Also, obviously, I'm I'm still shocked. He uh. Did he, did he retire? Yes, yeah, retired. 
Okay, well, he's 58. He's obviously not retired. Okay, so I mean, although he has, he does have shit, them. he's on. Damn, I feel like Sean Payton's older than that. I feel like he's only 58. I feel like he'd be like in his 60s. That's like my dad's age. No, that, he's younger than my parents. <laughs> yeah. It's very interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I don't care if you cut that or not, but a little interesting information. But, uh, okay. On Sunday, uh, the Browns had a preseason game, and I... We know now it wasn't it wasn't weed, but at the time, it it looked like there was a player on the Browns sideline with just two plastic baggies of weed. It was sunflower seeds, but it looked like it. And I saw a tweet saying the Browns are the Bishop Sycamore uh, of the NFL. Uh, So first things first. Speaking of Bishop Sycamore, there's actually be a Bishop Sycamore. Netflix docu- uh, documentary coming out calling BS High School, I BS think. High. BS High. BS High. Uh, and second, uh, I would not agree saying the Browns are the Bishop Sycamore of the NFL. I think that title belongs to the Las Vegas Raiders and their um, mishaps. Um, but speaking of the Raiders, because I'm a Chargers fan, I'm, I'm going to take my jabs when I can get them. Um, even though I'm a lifelong Chargers fan, I, I texted one of my best friends who is a, an actual lifelong Chargers. I, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an actual lifelong. This guy like became a Chargers fan two months ago, but the guy I asked, you he, are told me, he told me our biggest rival uh, was the Raiders. And I also want it on record before he told me that I was like, I'm assuming our biggest rival is the Raiders. And he was like, yes. I was like, okay, that makes sense. Who do you think the Chargers biggest rivals? Oh, it, it is the Raiders, but the fact that you didn't know that, beforehand like I, no, no no i mean i'm a lifelong Chargers fan i just want to make sure i was right for the plot i want to make sure i was 100 percent correct for the podcast to make sure all of our viewers uh knew there was another kid in, in like my my like little mini group chat of those whack-ass friends where someone was like oh yeah chargers chiefs massive rivalry i'm like i don't i don't think that's really on the radar like another thing i want to say though i was thinking about this we're going to get, uh, shit. I'm getting into the hat. Save this thought. We're talking about NFL rivalries in a second. Uh, I do not think that the, the Bishop Sycamore of the NFL belongs to the Las Vegas uh, or to the uh, yeah. Cleveland Browns. I think it belongs to the Las Vegas Raiders. So I'm taking my jab now. While on topic of the Las Vegas Raiders, I saw an interesting post. It summed up the uh, Raiders' first-round draft picks from 2019 to 2021. So uh, 2019, three players, all of their fifth-year options declined. Uh, Jonathan Abram, Clellan Farrell, and Josh Jacobs, who I was kind of surprised to see they declined as fifth-year. Maybe they, like, actually resigned. I don't know. I was kind of surprised like, Josh he's Jacobs. He's been average. Whatever. But, yeah, none of them, none of them extended. Uh, 2020, uh, Damon Arnett, uh, Henry Ruggs, both cut um, for reasons. Yeah. And then uh, 2021, Alex Leatherwood, their first round draft pick last year, tackle out of Alabama. Verified. They're all it. first round picks that you're talking about. Yeah. Every single one of their first round picks, uh, they have either cut or not accepted their fifth year player option to remain on the team. So Raiders front office, I don't know who the GM is. Uh, I would assume that they've been Mike fired Mayer. sometime in the Mike past Mayer. couple of years. 
It was Mike Mayock. He was fired after last season. That would make sense. Uh, but yeah, not a great stretch uh, for the Raiders. So I had to take my jab there. Uh, but uh, I got one other thing. Forget, I thought, what, what, people what forget that, or, that Cleveland Farrell was, uh, I think he was the fifth overall pick. Maybe he was like the third overall pick. I I've, I actually think Cullen Farrell went like four. Like he was. Cullen Farrell went hella early. He was in he the has seven and a half career. He went number four. He has seven and a half like, career sacks. I don't know what they're doing. If you pull up that draft and look at the players that went directly after him, I guarantee you that they're going to be some very big name players that they could. He was like actually good at Clemson. Like the thing, like that Clemson team, whatever. But you know why they picked him that high? You know why they picked him that high? Because Mike Mayock said that he, he was good character, and that's why he deserved to be a top five pick because he had good character. I feel like they also had like the six or seven pick in that draft or something. They oh. had three picks in the first round. One was at four. One yeah, yeah. Jonathan eight. Abrams, Josh Jacobs, Colin Fair. I don't know where those other like picks 25. were. But, I think Josh but, Jacobs. But yeah, that, that was my take on the Raiders. Uh, also, uh, a couple weeks ago, we brought up uh, Tony Jefferson and how uh, he just began uh, to rewear his glasses, not only or contacts. He said he never had contacts and just got them, but he decided to begin wearing his glasses like or contacts now, not only in the football field, but in life. He said he stopped wearing his glasses for years. And I brought up how the hell did this man drive a car without his glasses as a man who's been wearing glasses since I was like eight years old. Like I literally, I don't feel safe operating a vehicle without my glass. Like I, I would not feel safe. So I don't know how bad this guy's eyesight is, but like, if he was driving out glass, like Jesus Christ, man, like, well, I don't know. Clearly, it's, if his eyesight was bad enough to affect his playing, it probably could affect your driving too. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't clearly, know. though, it was still bad enough to the fact that him fixing it didn't make a difference because the Ravens released him today. Uh, yeah, no, but he has been cut from the Ravens, and um, when looking back on it, it, it makes complete sense because they just drafted uh, Kyle Hamilton. And then they also signed. Uh, they also signed Marcus Williams. His eyesight after they drafted. But, but so yeah, I mean, huh? I wonder why he had to go fix, run and fix his eyesight, thinking that'd help. But I don't know. Maybe the maybe the Ravens wouldn't have felt the need to go get a new safety if his eyes worked <laughs> for the last four seasons, dude. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like, bro. You cannot just come out publicly say like, yeah, I, I haven't been able to see the past six for, years. It works for Jameis because Jameis is just comedy. Well, he's a meme. Like <laughs> a lot of people did. like probably didn't take that seriously. Like no. did, he act, did he actually get LASIK or was yes, that a joke? Actually, no, he did actually. Get oh, shit. His eyesight was actually. But, but like Jameis is different because like Jameis actually has potential. Uh, but and also Tony Jefferson, Tony Jefferson has, been in the, had, has been in the league for like I don't know. I know. No, no. Also, like, like he's been in the league for a while. I just said, "Who the hell are you?" But like, I, I do know. That. But like, he has been in the league for a while. Like, what if he could see? <laughs> like, is so he the most impressive story in the NFL? Considering he's been in the league for this long, it's an and he can't story. see. It's not I don't know. I mean, it's something to think about. But I mean, shit. You just gotta think. Maybe if this guy could have seen. The Ravens wouldn't have felt the need to go get a bunch of safeties. He could, have seen, he could have seen them the release coming. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, that's all I had on the NFL. Uh, do you, uh, what else, what do you, what else do you got on the national football league? Okay. So I know you were taught you want to do rivals something, but oh, yeah. Know. Okay. I'm going to, okay. Speak. Rival. No, no, no. I, I just want to say real quick. Okay. So I was thinking about, uh, I was talking to like a couple of my close friends, like what, what is the biggest rivalry, uh, in the NFL? And they gave me an answer that I didn't, I, I personally know didn't it I instantly know. think, but what do you think is the biggest rivalry in the NFL? Bengals, Steelers. So that came up eventually, but initially they all said Vikings, Packers. And I was like, really? So here's, <laughs> like, the, funny really? Thing. here's the funny thing. <laughs> I was like, actually? Here's the funny thing. That's what I would say initially, but apparently for whatever reason, People think it might just be really stupid Bears fans, but people think that the actual Packers rivalry is Bears-Packers, not Vikings-Packers, which I think is absolutely blasphemy. Yeah, I don't don't know. But, like, the the thing is, when when they told me that, I was like, really, Vikings-Packers? Like, no, like, here's the thing. Uh, I, I, like, the argument can be made just because – it's just the proximity. It's every year. It's a battle for the NFC North. It's between the two teams. Like everybody like hates each other. Like it's like a, it's like a little brother kind of relationship. Like the, the Packers, like the little brother, the Vikings. So, you know, it's that kind of relationship, but um, the Bengals and like the Steelers, it's always fighting. Like they had the Antonio Brown cleated the, the Bengals. I, 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 no, no, I, 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 I understand. Murdered, like murdered him. Like, I, I also feel like though, like I feel like in recent years that may have been beefed up a bit. And I feel like pre like Vontez, like really going like haywire. Like I feel like the big rivalry was like Steelers Ravens in the AFC North. Like, I feel like that was Loki bigger, like 2000 to 2010 than Bengals Steelers. Like the, like the Ravens and Steelers were like, like Ray Lewis, Ed Reed versus Steelers is bigger than Bengals. Like my, my one thing I'm trying to understand is like, I, I'm trying to understand like division rivalry. Like obviously you hate every team in your division, but no, there is the, one that division, sticks out. You know, the there's one that sticks rival, out. The division rival, it's, it is one team that every single year you play them, it is always heated it is always competitive and it is the one team that you are constantly fighting with. Like the way that I think of division rivals is basically the two best teams in each. I mean, I am a lifelong fan, but I'm, I am getting into it, but yeah, go on. the two best teams in each division, those two are are the primary rivals. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but but this is the thing though. Like when you say the two best teams, are we talking current times? Like, are we talking historically? That's what I don't really so That's where I'm a little lost. Most most of the time, even currently, like it, it just plays out that it's historically, like overall historically, like the Vikings and the Packers have the best win percentage in the NFC North. Like those are the top two win percentages. So like, but I'm saying like the year that the Bears were the one seed, it's not like they are suddenly now the biggest rival. No, like, no, no. Like, like it, that's where I'm a little. Consistent. It's been it's historically. Like, yes. You know what I'm saying? So so like if you look at the 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 Packers, I hate and the Vikings, to say, but the Chargers are on the bottom tier of my division when it comes to rivalries. I mean, historically they. <laughs> are historically them and the the raiders i guess are kind of like the middle bottom i i'm because yeah i would say broncos, that, yeah, have, broncos are ahead broncos of are ahead of them because they had the john elway year and then the chiefs the chiefs were in the super bowl like the first couple of times patrick mahomes right now alex smith was good for them for a while they had tony gonzalez like i mean it makes sense 
Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it does add up. Uh, my, my, my housemate just yelled, I got toothpaste in my eye. Is that the one from Kentucky? No, no, no. Oh, oh. Uh, he's out of he's out of the country, dude. I want I want Kentucky guy back on because Kentucky's Harry. a pretty good college football team this year. <laughs> a pretty good college football team this year. Call him up on his on his. That's what I've been hearing. That's what I've been hearing. Oh, is he? Uh, whatever. We're not getting into this. Okay. What else you got NFL? Um. All right. So <laughs> we'll operate as a little bit of a transition into college football, where I will inevitably fall asleep. Um. The NFL released its top 10 players, or its top 100 list. They released the top 10 players on that list uh, this past week. I noticed something a little interesting when I was looking at this list. The top 10 players in the NFL for this past season, every single one of them has three stars or less except for Jalen Ramsey coming out of college or come, going into college. Yeah. Tom Brady uh, went to Michigan, was not rated. Aaron Donald, Pitt, three-star. Aaron Rodgers, Cal, three-star. Cooper Cup, uh, Eastern Washington, not rated. Jonathan Taylor, Wisconsin, three-stars. TJ Watt, three-stars. Devontae Adams, two-stars. Patrick Mahomes, three-stars. Jalen Ramsey's five-stars. Travis Kelsey is two-stars. So that makes the argument, obviously, at least for the NFL, uh, stars don't matter at all. No, no. 20 new no no 24 7 no no ratings really matter going into the nfl so if that's the case in the nfl does that really apply that much to college football do you think that you can get something out of college football players they're not rated high oh uh now i think i think those ratings matter a lot for college football in determining success from high school to college football i think it makes sense that it doesn't determine as much from when you get that high school rating, I mean, a lot of these guys are like 17 years old when they get that final like high school rating. So like compare that to how they are at age so how 30. Come, how come so many players that are rated low or poor? Cause like, if we look at this, it, I would say it's pretty amazing that we only see one player rated above five, uh, rated above three stars in this top, the top <coughs> players. Well, also I, I'm not even going to say that. I think it's um, pretty noticeable that a lot of these players aren't necessarily coming from like, your blue chip schools like Aaron Donald came from Pitt. Cooper Cup went to Eastern Washington. Like Travis Kelsey, Monte Adams went to Fresno State. Travis Kelsey went to Cincinnati. Like uh, Texas Tech. I would Texas Tech. Like Tom Brady went to Michigan. Like a, a bunch of like low tier, below average programs. And so that's that's kind of interesting to point out. And like at least currently, Florida State's not even that top echelon either. So like. None of these guys necessarily it, came from elite blue college teams. Does it draw the question though that colleges and no rating, Alabama players in the top ten rating Nick Saban the goat rating players these people who rate players coming out of high school miss large aspects of players that could be. I also think college. just I also just think they change and like literally physically change first of all because they're 18 years old when they start college like you physically change so much you like mature like mentally like emotionally whatever the fuck like you go through so much shit going through college your first years in the nfl and if you're still in the nfl like by year six odds are like you you're pretty talented so like i like 
I, I think it's very interesting that those ratings where like, although these guys might not have been like the flashes name out of high school, like they, they still had the potential to become top 10 players in the NFL today. Like they are. It's just so, interesting that the top 10 players in the NFL largely are not prolifically known college football players. No. Yeah. I, I think that's like very interesting to point out, but now, I yes, also some think some of them were drafted in the first round. But I think now, I think, I think actually maybe not like in certain cases, I would say now, like the college games getting a little more like the pro game, I would say now. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I feel like at least for now, it, it, it's like an easier transition for, uh, I don't really know, top, top name guys who like stick out and, and produce, but like I'm talking about like guys on like Oregon, like D'Anthony, Thomas, Michael James, like even Reggie Bush, they were like 15, 20 years before their time. Like if those guys are playing football now, they'd be dominating. Like now it's all about speed and like quickness, but like 10, 15, 20 years ago, like you'd be fucking Power. tough as shit. Like, like the it's NFL was a man's league. league and it still is. Don't get me wrong, but like speed is valued. Like, very highly now. So, yeah. Chris Johnson. No, yeah. I mean, like, imagine Chris Johnson playing, like, in a modern-day system with a half-decent quarterback. You know, like... Chris Johnson was on the 49ers. Didn't he drop, like, 2,000 with the Titans? Didn't he do 2,000 yards, right? Maybe he did. But, I mean, Adrian Peterson. He had something crazy. I don't think that he did. I don't know. I don't know, but regardless, yeah. But imagine if Chris Johnson was on the 49ers right now and that offensive system, like it's, he's basically like Raheem Mostert is a poor man's Chris Johnson. No, like, honestly, he'd like like shine, like, like there'd be so many different systems where he'd just shine in, but I I don't know. I feel like I, I I think it, it kind of makes sense that a bunch of these players are kind of from like weirder different colleges just because I, I feel like a bunch of like top guys who I don't know, this could be a stupid take. I don't know. I'm literally just riffing off the top of my mind. I kind of feel like it's a lot of like top name guys out of college like past couple of years, like they're not necessarily like NFL players. I don't know. Like they like they either are, are not like quite like the NFL like build or something. I feel like I don't know. I'm kind of talking out of my ass. I really haven't looked into this. Players who go through more adversity, meaning they play in a crappier program, people don't look at them exactly the same way as they look at these. I can understand that that extra little like chip on your shoulder factor, like chip on your shoulder, and a lot more more of these players going later in the draft, having to no can can help you stay motivated like longer throughout your career. Right, having to have that motivation, having to to yeah, you'll keep that drive. The NFL six years post college. In comparison to these players who are drafting the first round and giving everything, assuming that they're going to be there, like no, yeah, like honestly, maybe maybe you could just show you like mentality and I don't know, kind of the way you treat, uh, like take that like chip on your shoulder. Maybe that maybe that factors a little bit more. But uh, okay, one other thing, college football. Uh, there was a there was a backup quarterback list ranking. Uh, I let me let me pull this up because i got her here uh i was looking at this list and it kind of kind of interested me a, a little bit god damn i'm trying to find it i cannot find uh it. big game boomer 
top 50 backup quarterbacks in college football. Big Game Boomer is a Twitter account with 52.1 thousand followers. If anybody, yeah, Big Game Boomer's big. They go viral frequently uh, on their charts. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, I got it right here. Okay, top 50 backup quarterbacks. Okay, first things first. I want to say it is kind of crazy to throw Cade Klubnik at number two. Okay, Uh, I'm not sure if you know who Cade. uh, LSU's backup. Uh, no, Clemson's. Uh, oh, yeah. So, uh, Cade, Cade Klubnik, he, uh, I, I want to say he's a, I think he's a sophomore. Oh, my God. He's a true freshman. Oh, wait, what? I thought he was a junior. Cade Club. No, 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 no. Dude, Abe. Okay. Cade, Cade Klubnik is like a year younger than Quinn Ewers, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think he is. Yeah. He's a year younger. Oh, yeah. He's a true. How the, Okay. How the fuck is Cade Klubnik the second best backup quarterback in the country? He's a true freshman. <laughs> what? And who the who is Clemson's quarterback coach? I was listening to this the other day. If you really think about it, Clemson's quarterbacks uh, under their new off uh, under their new quarterback coach, they get worse over time. When their uh, quarterback coach came in, I'm pretty sure it was Trevor Lawrence's first year or it was Kelly Bryant the year before, so that obviously doesn't count. Really but Trevor Lawrence only got worse, technically, as his career at Clemson went on. DJ Uyunga Glay, however the hell you pronounce it, his best game of his career was his first start replacing COVID Trevor Lawrence in 2020 against Notre Dame when they barely lost. That was the best game of his career. His first start ever as a true freshman. So Clemson quarterbacks actually get worse over time. Shit, that makes sense. They're right. Cade Klubnik is the second best backup quarterback because (laughs) Clemson has had such little time to fuck with him. And next year he won't be, but this year he is. Shit, you're, okay, big game. Shit, they're right. God damn it, I taught my, they're correct. You guys are right. He probably is the second best backup. That's, That's a clip right there. Anyway, okay. Other reactions. Uh, shout out my boy Kyle McCord, Ohio State back about ten. It's my dog. You should definitely be over Hudson Card, Carson Beck, Donovan's Ty Thompson, JJ. Eh, I, I put JJ above, but uh, 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 Kyle McCord's better than Cade McNamara. Uh, Cade's the actual backup in uh, in that room, but. This is my big reaction I got, uh, and I'm going to shout out my boy Miller Moss, uh, back in quarterback for USC. So the, the, this list, they got him ranked 22nd best backup quarterback in college football, but they got Jake Garcia, the backup at Miami at 13. Quick history lesson for you folks. Jake Garcia committed to USC as a quarterback before Miller Moss did. They were quarterbacks in the same class. I actually think Jake Garcia, like according to like all the databases, might have actually been ranked higher than Miller, like overall composite. Um, But the day Miller uh, committed to USC, Jake Garcia decommitted because he was afraid of Miller. Um, So considering that Lincoln Riley is uh, Miller's quarterback coach and I don't know. I don't know exactly who the Miami quarterback coaches, but considering Josh fucking Gaddis is the Miami's offensive coordinator, 
I don't know how. I don't know how you can you can put the guy who was literally a bitch and too pussy to fight out Miller for the battle that he decommitted and left and went to Miami. I don't know how you could put that guy above Miller considering that first of all. And then second, he has worse coaching than Miller. So like what? And worse receivers. <laughs> like what? I don't, I don't know how they come to that conclusion. Well, I, I guess receivers doesn't really come to account, but coaching does. But, I mean, coaching 1,000% does. It's, it's, if you put a quarterback, if, if your starting quarterback gets hurt, they're basically saying this is the quarterback that you would want to be the next man up, like like in this order. If it was a fantasy draft and you had to choose one of them, this is who you wanted that pick. And I'm, I'm going to say that you'd much rather have Miller. I just, I think it's crazy that they put Jake Garcia above him. So I don't know. I, I don't know. Whatever. See Whatever. what Miller thinks about that. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe when we uh, officially get him on the podcast, because the other one got deleted, maybe we can go over it then. Uh, okay, real you quick. You can thank the I, car for drilling in. I, I got to pee really bad. Uh, do, do, your, do your story. Okay. It's that time. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'll Because I, I was about to say it anyways. I'll just tell the story of uh, our first interview with, with, uh, with Miller on subject. Um, so, uh, this was probably like early, early summer, early past summer. Uh, we, uh, we had Miller, uh, Chad, who's been on the podcast and a couple other guys. I think maybe Aiden was there. Um, he's been on, on the podcast too. So they were all over, uh, we were recording it. I wasn't there in person. So we were recording it, uh, like over zoom, whatever. And Grant's Wi-Fi cut out and I was like, well, crap, because we've been working on putting this together. So um, it's like, well, that's a problem. Long story short, Grant's Wi-Fi didn't get put back together. So he just recorded himself without me. Um, Come to find out that some random motherfucker, some random idiot uh, came and drove his car into the entire networking system for Wi-Fi in Grant's area. So not only does Grant not have cell service at his house, uh, he also no longer had Wi-Fi. So that screwed up everything for a while. And then on top of that, after he finished the full recording, he recorded on a platform that could not accept the actual length of the video file. How how much longer will the story go? So the entire file corrupted and we no longer have Miller's episode. Was that the story? Oh, good timing by me. Uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, Everett just explained the story of how the Miller file got corrupted because I recorded it on Photo Booth, which is the worst recording software platform in, in the history of Earth. Yeah, Literally, a bug yeah. began like two years ago that Apple still hasn't fixed, of course, where if you record a video over eight seconds, it just doesn't save. Uh, actually, Loki... <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm gonna pull up my my my, my photo booth right now. And watch it. Yeah, if it works. To fucking... Oh boy. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Can't 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 watch it. But I still have the files there. Like one yeah, day they sense. will be available. One day like, they one will day, be leaked. One day they will be released to the public. The Miller Moss interview I did by so myself it, with it will be- five other people. <laughs> It would literally be called with three of my 
four of my former teammates actually. It will and my brother be, was in there. <laughs> it will that was a great episode. The long lost episode. No, like actually, like that, that, so that, epi- that episode was actually hilarious. Uh, Miller had some I- interesting comments on his old offensive coordinator, but but you know, not, not not many people will actually hear that. If you actually listening to the pod, you, you'll get some tea here and there. But yeah. okay, culture ball playoff predictions. I'm getting into this list. Uh, Everett, I, I want you to start. Okay, it is nine twenty one. I'm gonna be done at nine thirty six. At the, at the most, probably before right. that. Okay. Number one seed, Alabama, 13-0. Not a hot take, I know. Uh, Alabama, their only hiccup this season is weeks five through seven. They got to play Arkansas on the road, who are preseason ranked, AM at home, preseason six, and then Tennessee on the road, who I think will be ranked when that game is played. They're not ranked preseason, but I, I think Tennessee will be ranked when that game is played. Uh, this is the thing though. Uh, it's AM at home, and Bama's about to whoop the shit out of them after losing to AM last year, and especially after Jimbo was running his mouth, uh, about uh, uh, Nick Saban uh, all summer. So Bama's about to whoop their ass, and Arkansas, zero concern. Tennessee's the one semi concern I have, but they're gonna beat Tennessee. Uh, so Alabama 13 0, okay, Ohio State. Two seed, 13-0. Yeah, I know. I, okay, actually, l- let me just get the clip out saying all of them. Uh, I'll, I'll let you actually start forming some opinions. One seed, Alabama, 13-0. Two seed, Ohio State, 13-0. Three seed, USC, 12-1. Four seed, Michigan, 11-1. That is my college football playoff predictions. So I I, I was sitting here <laughs> let, thinking. Let me hear your initial reaction. I was sitting first. here thinking about it for a while about what I what I would say because obviously like I'm not a bona fide college football head. Like I don't know as much as you do, so my opinions were very much invalidated. I'm gonna justify my Michigan pick. After, but, but so here's the thing: I was looking at all these top teams. One, I, I kind of was thinking about for like t- tell me some potential. So I'll, I'll tell you some a couple other teams. I'm thinking thing. I agree. I agree. I'm thinking of Clemson, I, Notre Dame, Georgia. Yeah. So here's and the Utah. I agree. I Utah, but those I are the other teams. Agree, I, have, I agree with Bama and I agree with Ohio state. I think those are locks one and two. I think that that's the way that's going to happen. I so, think, but though we all think it's locks. One of them will not be in the playoff. I can almost guarantee, but it's pretty. <laughs> right. So now it comes down to USC and Michigan. So the three, four. Okay. Those who are I I have not I, I think actually a good amount of people. I guess. love I love USC so much, and that's why I know they're not going to be there. I just have this feeling. No, I know. I I mean I USC, bitch, I go to USC, so yeah, a little bias. USC, <laughs> USC, and I also put Ohio State two seed every year behind Bama, so whatever. USC, I have a sneaking suspicion it's going to be USC in the Rose Bowl this year. Rose Bowl not making it. Like so, this is the thing. Also, yeah. um. Okay, actually, let, let me ask you: For USC to make the Rose Bowl, do you think that they will be the Pac-12 champions also and make the Rose Bowl? Like, like, how do you think they get that's to the Rose Bowl but not the playoff? I, that's that's where that that's where that, the, that's what I want to ask you because I I have so, an answer to how I actually have an answer is, to how is, they could still is, get is, there. This is, but this is my thing. Okay, to pass the I don't know. It's between them and Utah. All right, you can make the argument for Oregon. I don't think that they're close. So it's between USC and Utah. 
I mm. think that just because yeah, that's why I think too. Utah has had has had the edge. They have returning castmates. It's the same coach, same system. Another year. I just the think game's that, also in Utah. I just think that they have a, like that's a very easier, big factor. They have an easier path to win Pac-12. And I think so. Okay. I now, think with that said, with that said, I don't think that USC needs to win the Pac-12 to go to the Rose Bowl. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. I, I actually think, um, I actually think that the Pac-12 champion will not be playing in the Rose Bowl this season. I think that I think I, that I believe they will not be playing in the Rose Bowl this season. Between, uh, I think they're still going to set it up to be a Pac-12 Big Ten Rose Bowl game because it's not. Yeah. not I'm pretty sure it's not a playoff. Keep going. Let me look but up. What here's the thing. I, I just think that one, if USC plays well enough, obviously they'll make it, but the storyline and the money, the money is okay. Thank God. Fiesta bowl oh, and peach bowl. All right. Yeah. Rose bowl is not a playoff. The money for USC being <laughs> in USC being in the Rose bowl is just so much that if they don't make the playoffs, that that's just where they're going to go. Like that's the bowl game they're going to. But I think that those two last seeds, that three and four seed. Oh, you. Oh, well, I'll I'll be honest. When it comes to like the when it comes to like the 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 BCS BCS bowls, I I think money is obviously involved when you're doing the matchups. But I think to to actually get a BCS bowl, I don't I don't think they give a fuck about money. That's when they 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 change. I still think the U- USC is going to be good a good enough team to to be there. No, no, like this is the thing. If let's say USC loses to Utah, I think they'd probably go like 10 and two, nine or three. In that case, probably, probably won't be in the Rose Bowl. If they have three, 10 and two, 10 and two, but but, like it, like this is the thing. Like, okay, let let me get into my use. So I have, I'll I'll get into Ohio State after USC because we're on topic of USC. Uh, I got USC my three seed, and I think they're going to go 12 and one. Uh, regular season this year, okay. Yeah, USC right. three seed. This is this I think. Uh, think what's uh what's gonna happen? So, first things first. What I want to say: the winner of Utah and USC in Week Seven in Salt Lake City at Utah, the winner of that game will represent the Pac-12 South in the Pac-12 Championship game. Don't think that's a debate. Don't think that's a hot take. The winner of that game will represent the Pac-12 South, the Pac-12 championship game. Uh, but not only that, though, I, I believe the winner of the Week 7 Utah-USC game, the winner of that game will make the college football playoff because winning that game means you will be in the Pac-12 championship game and it will most likely be against Oregon, I guess? I'm going to say Oregon. Yeah. Oregon, I guess. Uh, I don't know who else is going to be in it. Utah last year beat Oregon thirty-eight to three, and then thirty-eight to ten in Amen. the Pac-12 championship. They, they, they got they got Bo Nix now, right? It's a whole different whole different Oregon team with Bo Nix. True, true. I, and I think like this is like okay, Bo Nix is uh, like I like okay, Oregon actually had a pretty pretty nice as quarterback last year. So Bo Nix obviously a downgrade, but they lose Mario Cristobal, they lose Kayvon Thibodeau, they have Noah Sewell back, yes, I understand, and Justin Flo, I think, will actually play this year. Like, they have pieces on defense. They lose Travis Dye. Uh, well, their main running back, C.J. Verdell, he was out for the year. Like, I'm pretty sure he's gone. And then Travis Dye transfers to USC. Then they got their receivers, Micah Pittman, he leaves. Like, Oregon's depleted, and their head coach I, just, I think that 
but I but but I still think they're a tough ass team. I, I like I they are the threats the thing, in the, the Pac-12 North. I think I think that regardless like they own that. Regardless, their, their division. Either USC or Utah, one of the two is getting into the playoffs. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, and, the winner of I that think, game, in my opinion, will be in the playoff. And I, I think, think the Pac-12 is going to make it this because, year. Because I think it will be USC, it's going to be Utah. So let me explain why I think uh, – well, well, this is why I'm picking USC over Utah to make the College World Playoff. Okay. Bias. Uh, a little bit, but I, I actually thought about this. So first things first – USC, they don't really have a test on their schedule until week seven at Utah. So, like, they start the season with Rice, then they play Cupcake Dixie State, like, then they play, like, Fresno State, then they play, like, act like USC doesn't have a game until Utah. And, like, their, their Pac-12 games of four are, like, Wazoo Cougars Washington State, and some other like legit uh, in Stanford, who they're who they're actually gonna fucking shit on this year because they lost last year, so they're gonna beat them this year. That's how it works. Uh, but USC they don't really have a test until Utah, but uh, USC is a big test end of the season. They have Notre Dame at home though, but they still have to play Notre Dame. Uh, by the way, by one the way, yeah, I think Notre Dame's taking that last spot. I, I, I'm going to get into a reason why I think Notre, I, I see a path how Notre Dame could still get into it despite uh, losing to Ohio State this Saturday. I still think they have a good chance of getting in. But this is the thing, okay? USC, they, they have two games on their schedule this year, okay? They have Utah and they have Notre Dame, okay? Utah's on the road. Notre Dame's at home. Who do you, who do you think would be a tougher game, Utah or Notre Dame? Just thinking whatever. You don't need to know anything about the players. Probably oh, Notre Dame, right? Did you, say, did you say Notre Dame is away? It's at Notre Dame or is it, it's at USC? I'm not telling you that. You tell me just right now. What do you think is hard? Just neutral site, Utah, Notre Dame. What's harder in your mind? Utah. Shut the fuck up, Everett. Notre Dame. Okay, give me give me the – It's just – No, Notre fucking Dame, okay? It's the thing. Awful. Notre Dame's home, though, and Utah's away. So – Obviously, by deal, if both of those were home, but that, that doesn't happen. Uh, I'd rather have the Utah away, Notre Dame home than Utah home, Notre Dame away. Yeah. Notre Dame away would be pretty. Also, it's cold. It's snow, cold. And you would play them and last week in November. Like, my roommate's getting home right now. What up, Sammy? We, we recording a pod right now. Fuck it. Get in here. I want you to make your debut on the podcast. Well, Sam, in here. you look really nice right now, so yeah. I need you to get in here. Holy shit. Hopefully my outfit gets me a job, you know? Yeah, dude, sit the fuck down. Look, okay, look at Dude, Everett. He's dripping. He's dripping. What the fuck is going on? Dude, dude Sam? Sammy is dripping the fuck up right now. I'll be honest. I've been home for three and a half hours, and I was like, where the fuck have you been? But obviously you were off making money moves, unlike my poor bum ass, but that's okay. That's okay. What are we talking about? Uh, we were we we're talking about college football, but I, I know you <laughs> I know you love college basketball. So Sam, yeah. I want you to tell me right now your preseason prediction: who's winning the national championship in college basketball next year? 
I think it's going to be North Carolina. That's Duke? Oh. Duke, Duke was great. See, though. bro? See? Dude, so we, we put a lot of so... money on Duke. <laughs> a lot of money. And we lost a lot of money on Duke. And then we put a lot of money on North Carolina. And we lost so much money on North Carolina. And it was love. That was the guy... That just could Came not make a three could that whole time. To save his okay, I'll be honest. Brick. Like, Sam, I, I unfortunately introduced him to the world of gambling. And literally, he is 80 times better than me at gambling. <laughs> Actually, like, this dude was... For our first like three weeks of like college basketball betting, he was up like three hundred bucks, and I'm just down five hundred. Uh, he's just sitting genius. there like I'm feeling UConn today. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that that's the thing. Like th this college basketball is such an amazing sport. Okay. And I know it's like when it starts up, football will be going on. We're going hard this year. We're going, we're going 10x on NFL, my brother. But college basketball, that shit gets me going. I love college basketball. Hey, man. Peacocks and brown bears. I love college basketball. Like, peacocks or brown bears? Fighting peacocks or brown bears? Okay. A pack of 80 fighting peacocks or one brown bear who's winning? Because if you ask St. Peter's, the fucking fighting peacocks are winning. Yeah. Peacocks, Those peacocks were, I think that's what got me hooked into actually St. college Peter's. basketball. I'll, I'll be honest. I love <laughs> underdog stuff. Like March Madness, I love when underdogs win. Like, the yeah, one thing I told Sam, them. when St. Peter's was in the round of 32, I forget who they were playing, but they, when they were in the round of 32, I tell Sam, St. Peter's money line, like plus 700, <laughs> is a fuck. I threw every 15 <laughs> seed ever, ever that upsets the two seed, they go on to beat the seven or 10 seed every fucking time, every single time. Like St. Peter's money line arguably should have been, they arguably should have been favorited in that game just based off how it goes. Doug Edder, are you kidding me? Boy. How can you bet against him? <laughs> All right, I I hate I hate to uh, I love the guy. I hate to rain on the parade, but my computer is at ten percent. Okay, okay, okay. We we gotta wrap up the pod, Sam. We gotta wrap up the pod. If you wanna listen to my cultural, uh, wait, 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 Call Sam back at in here to do the outro. I appreciate it though. Oh yeah, okay. Everett, pleasure to see you. <laughs> see you soon, Sam. I'll see you soon. Okay, okay. Back to back to my thing though. Okay, so USC they only they only have two games to play this year. This is Utah or USC. They only they only have two. Two, two guys on their schedule. Okay, UCLA doesn't count. Shut the fuck up, UCLA fans. Utah, though. Let's look at their schedule. Week one, they go on the road to Gainesville. They play Florida on the road in the swamp. Week one. And I think Utah on paper is a much better team, but it's week one, and you kind of need to throw everything out the fucking window. Like, you kind of do. And I know Florida is a new head coach. Like, Utah does technically have the advantages here, but but it's a game in the swamp, Everett. It's a game in the swamp. And, and the swamp takes no prisoners lightly. So, so that game get, gets a little, little close attention, in my opinion. Agreed. Yeah. 
I, I don't think it, it's an easy win for either team. I think that that game can dictate a lot uh, in the college football season. If Utah loses that first game, I would say pretty much chalks up their chances getting in the playoffs. Because this is the thing, Utah, if they lose that game and then run the table. I don't think it matters. I think there's a good chance they get in because I think Clemson will not be good this year. Yeah. Clemson loses their D coordinator and O coordinator. They both leave and their D coordinator, Brent Venables. Oh my God. Now he's gone and their, their quarterback coach makes their quarterbacks worse. So DJ Uyungle will have his worst season uh, at Clemson next season, just based off the history. So you got to take that shit into account, but okay. Utah, Florida week one, little tough. Uh, and then at the end of the season, they have to go on the road to Oregon. Week 11 or week 12, second to last week. Uh, and then they obviously have to play USC. So, yeah. so Utah has three they, hiccups they to get through. Utah's three hiccups to get through. USC has two, literally. Uh, and, and the thing, though, is just like Utah's got two road games like Oregon on the road uh, and Florida on the road week one. And week one is so rant, like week one, like you don't know what the fuck your team is. Like the difference between the team from week one to week 13, especially in college football is absurd. So that's why I think USC has a better chance. And also I think USC will be 12 and one shit. USC, like, let's say, there's even a scenario where USC can lose to Utah and Utah loses to Oregon. Also, USC is still the Pac-12 South and USC still makes uh, the playoff despite losing to Utah. Like, I think USC, if they lose to Notre Dame and they're 11 and one, then win the Pac-12 championship, it'll be fine. Like, they'll be in. It'd be a similar thing as to Michigan losing to Ohio State and still making it. No, yeah, but like if USC uses to Utah, there's a potential uh, potential that Utah wins the Pac-12 South. But that's all I have for that. Okay, uh, Ohio State 13-0. I, I don't even need to debate that. You get, you guys know that. Okay, Michigan though, Michigan four seed, my four seed, eleven and one. I think one conference this year will have multiple teams cultural playoff. I don't think it'll be the SEC. Always the Big Ten. I think it'll be the Big Ten, and that's because I think Michigan has an easier road of making it than Georgia, and it comes down to the stupid-ass fucking divisions in college football that should just be gone, but they're, but they're still there for some reason. Okay, Because Georgia is not in Alabama's subdivision, because Alabama is the SEC West, Georgia's SEC East, if they win their subdivisions, they have to play each other in the SEC championship game. Uh, and last year it ended up being okay. Uh, last year it ended up being okay because Georgia was the one seed, Alabama was the lower seed than Alabama beat Georgia, so Georgia was still in. But next year, I don't think Georgia will be 12 and 0 going into that SEC championship game. And Georgia's not playing Alabama this year on, on in the regular season, but I do not think that Georgia will be 12 and 0 going into that game. They lose so much on defense, and there's no way Stetson Bennett is going to push them over the hump and make them an elite-ass team. So 
let, let me into why I, I, I think uh, Michigan's got a good shot, okay? Michigan, I, I truly believe, will be 11-0 and going into the game against Ohio State, and I think that will be the only loss on their schedule in the regular season. I think that puts them in a really good spot to still make it over teams like Notre Dame, Clemson, or Georgia. And, and, and this is the thing. Michigan, if they're 11-0, and they're only lost to Ohio State, they're 11-1, they end the year. I think they have a very, very good argument making the playoff over a team like Notre Dame, who Notre Dame has to play Ohio State, Clemson, and USC this year. So if you think they'll win two of those three, they'll be 11 and one. I think they should be able to pick up two of the three games. Are you talking about Georgia? Sophomore quarterback that we just went over last episode, of new head coach. You really think they will? I'm, I, really? I'm not, not going to lie. I, I tuned Their out. Starting receivers out for the year. You told me that news. You think they will? Are we you think talking? they'll go two for three out of those teams? I'm not going to lie, I tuned out. I've been looking at my computer battery slowly drain itself to death. Are we talking about USC right now? No. Uh, 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 Notre Dame. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, oh, whatever. Okay, okay. Uh, the thing's too, that, that's why I on college football, though. Uh, at the end of the day, I think there will be at least one brand new team to make the college football playoff, and it will be either USC or Utah. That's my college football playoff prediction. Uh, with that, I know we have some extra stuff. We can save it for the next episode. My computer's at 4%. Go get Sam. Get him to come do the outro. He's showering. Bring the computer into the bathroom. I'm not doing that. Bring the mic, bring the mic in there. Um, He's locked. Right. Oh. See, in my household, we have an open door policy. Not really, but... All right. You just said you locked the... Well, you didn't lock it before. So shit. You do have a point. You do have a point. My my house literally has one key to lock every door because we don't have the manual locks. It's a literal key, and the only key is in my door. Wait, so to lock your room door, you need a key that I need a literal key, and it's the same for every door in this house, including I I think that might just be like a New Orleans thing. I don't know. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching, listening. Uh, I hope you guys have an amazing Labor Day because we will not have an episode out until after Labor Day at this point. Um, <laughs> we're the first first week of. I'm tired. I'm tired. It's false, man. It's the Labor day. day shout out. Is it Labor Day next Monday? Yeah, it's Labor Day next Monday. It's when we'll be doing our draft. By the way, Grant and I will be coming out with our uh, our drafts for fantasy football. Look for those on uh, TikTok. 12-man PPR league. Woo! Excited. Yeah. Um, but anyways, thank you guys so much for watching, listening. Subscribe, like, favorite. Go follow our TikTok. Follow our Twitter at WaterboyPod at WaterboyPod at WaterboyPod. And we will catch you all in the next episode. I'll see ya.